0: hey guys i'm Raul coley and i am off vader a weird terrier apparently
1: my name is ayanna white i'm a writer for iZombie. zombie hi i'm molly Megan. i play Liv's mom on iZombie. zombie and you're listening to the iZombie zombie podcast is that really how you're gonna sit can't you sit up sit up
2: sit up You're listening to a season one episode of the I Zombie podcast with Robin and Steph. We're a fan podcast dedicated to the hit CW show I Zombie. The season one episodes begin and end abruptly, so we hope you'll forgive us. This week, we talk about episode four: Live and Let Clive. <laughs> I did my first live tweeting session Tuesday and it was so much fun. Um, I'm so happy uh, that I can do this now. And uh, I know there's one week, Steph, I'll I'll ask you to take over for me. But man, I even led up uh, to the live tweet just like singing my own version of live and let die. But I don't know. I (laughs) I zombified. I don't know. Not that clever, but you can look up our Twitter feed to to read it.
1: Well, if Ashley wants to do it, she's welcome to mm-hmm. do it. I can if I – I'll let you know if I can. There should be some okay. days where I could.
2: Um. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, what an episode to tweet about, too, because I was just – I don't know. There was action. There was so many laughs. There was the, – the, the whole mythology got explored a little deeper.
0: Yeah, well, and our characters were so involved in the mystery. Yes. Yeah. It was intense, though. Mm-hmm.
2: Um but we got to l- learn a little bit more about uh Clive and a little bit more about Blaine this week, so we'll be <laughs> Okay. <go ahead.
1: laughs> Can't do my fangirl squee. I'm good now.
2: <laughs> uh my fangirl squee is um all about Roger, but we'll we'll talk about that later. Um uh, <laughs> uh, Roger. Roger. Uh let's get into news. Uh first up we always have to check in with the ratings. Um and even though the flash was a repeat Even though the CW was preempted by election coverage in Chicago, even though The Voice premiered the same night, iZombie actually kept the same rating it had last week, um, 0.7, with uh, about 1.7 million viewers. So, yay!
1: (laughs) We're not doing too bad, you guys. It's
2: actually super good news because, you know, I mean, people who want to see iZombie are there, not because they were just kind of hanging out after The Flash. they're, They're there to see iZombie. (laughs) <laughs> so, right. See? And And uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, if iZombie kind of holds this rating, it means that it kind of can stand on its own. I Maybe next year, if we, when we get a season two, I almost said if, when we get a season two, uh, we maybe we'll see them kind of shuffled off to a, even a different night. And maybe they'll, they'll open their own night and bring in another new show or something like that. I don't know.
1: That would be cool. But I, I always worry about them switching shows to different nights, especially in the first, like, two or three seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Only because, and this doesn't, this is not for all shows. Only because people, if it starts in the mid season, you know, when it goes away for the summer, sometimes people forget already what night it was. You know what I mean? They already forget kind of a little bit about mm-hmm. it, and I don't want them to forget about it. And then it moves to a different night, and then they're like, oh,
2: yeah, we still don't know if it will really come back as yeah. a, another like 13 episode, you know, mid season, you know, series.
1: Exactly. Yeah, there's that too.
2: Um, so, uh, moving on, the other big thing that happened this week was WonderCon. Um, if you have not seen the panel, I suggest you go check it out. As a matter of fact, uh, like this guy on YouTube, his username is magic in the numbers. All one word. Magic. Yep. And, um, I, this guy is awesome because he is always at the cons, at least in the California ones, uh, recording panels. And it, it really looks really good so um i sat and watched and it's it's the full panel like a lot of the times you look up panels and you'll see like oh here's an eight eight minute snippet here on somebody's uh camera phone or you know here's here's a two minute um snippet here or whatever this guy like records like the entire panels and they usually come out great so uh that's my that's my secret weapon magic in the numbers on youtube um but uh, a lot of things were discussed uh, a lot of some, some of the same stuff i mean it's funny how um you know, at the San Diego Comic-Con, the iZombie people were there to introduce the show, and then all of a sudden, things got shuffled around, and they, became, they all of a sudden turned into a show that wasn't premiering until uh, almost a year later. So now they're back again, having to reintroduce the show to people and say a lot of the same stuff. Um, so there was a lot of the stuff we've already covered, um, but there were some fun things I uh, picked out of the discussion. Um Let's see. Malcolm Goodwin says he believes in psychics, but hates turtlenecks. <laughs> so that
0: <laughs> talking about
2: his character. Um, Rob Thomas says this is actually really fun because he's never had to deal with visual effects before. Um, uh, Rose said that she rewatched Veronica Mars and Buffy to prepare for the role of Liv.
1: Oh, okay <laughs> But Oh, and Buffy, I like Buffy Yeah,
2: and, and but of course She, you know, she got her character All straightened out, and then She gets handed a, a script Every week, and it's like, okay, well this is Liv, uh, who's paranoid Here's Liv, who's a kleptomaniac, here's Liv And she's got to constantly adapt um, The cast Really wants a musical episode <laughs> And can I just say, please yeah. Please, if there is a god in heaven <laughs> If there Any Just uh, I will uh, I will be so happy
0: I can see that That's not too Far off
1: from the show no. I, I mean I could see it
2: Yep, yep it. Totally
1: But do you think it'd be like A full musical thing Like a
2: Please Or
1: just like like A musical number here Because like, uh, There's some The show that I, well, We still watch it It's American Horror Story They, they had um, One episode of American Horror Story In season two Had one musical number In one of the episodes mm-hmm. That was cool That was okay But uh <laughs> Whole musical
2: episode. I'm not really too sure. Oh God, the Buffy, the Buffy one was so good though, and uh, I just, I just want something like that. I think of Live eats a brain of maybe someone who has a musical talent or whatever. I don't know. Maybe somebody who I don't know how it would work. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, I mean, but, you, yeah, I think that could work out. That makes sense yeah. now, now that you bring up that because if somebody, yeah, if it was like an artist or something or a, some kind of musician or, you know, somebody like that, it would make yeah. sense
2: I mean, for a singer or a dancer. Because Buffy, Buffy's musical happened because there was a spell cast over the town where everybody had to sing their emotions. If Liv is just eating a brain of somebody who can sing, um, obviously that person doesn't just sing all the time if they're a singer, you know? So exactly. i have to figure out a way to make it work, and uh, that might be something that I work on. Uh, moving on with the, uh, the rest of the stuff here, um, they were asked many questions. Uh, one of them was uh, what they'd like to see their char- what what reality show they'd like to see their characters on. And uh, Rose said that she wants to see Robert Buckley on Bridal Plasty. Nice. And uh, Robert says he wants to see Rose on um, Naked and Afraid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why, Robert.
2: They said that it's uh, it's it's fun that they they don't define their show by any one drama uh, genre. They call the show a zomcom romdrom. So, <laughs> okay. hashtag zomcom romdrom, everybody. Um, Rose says she saw it follows recently and thought this was kind of how I don't know if anybody knows the plot of it follows I haven't seen the movie yet so I'm... uh
1: yeah it's like um I think it's a it's a ghost or something like that that's following basically right that's just like it shows up as different things yeah but it, like, it all the time I mean
2: I've seen the trailer but I I I think it's like past uh, sexually I think I am not sure
1: uh-huh yeah yeah oh, okay, okay.
2: Think, so yeah, she saw that movie and kind of thought about how live this is the reason why Liv doesn't want to pass something like zombie onto Major. She doesn't want anything horrible to happen to him.
1: They get people like Blaine who don't think about that because they don't care. Right. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't really care. He passes it on to. Um, doesn't great he
2: exchange between a fan and uh, David Anders. Uh, this one fan, really, really nervous, uh, stood up and said, Hi, my name is Mika, and I, I just love all you guys. I'm such a fan. And David Anders said, I know that's you, Stephen Amell. Show yourself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's awesome. That is really cool,
2: actually. Um, they were asked if there was going to be any sort of crossovers with other, um, you know, CW shows. And uh, Rob Thomas said, strangely enough, Rain.
1: <laughs> okay. No, but, oh, the one, the, the queen or
2: whatever. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's joking. <laughs> Diane said, unfortunately, not Jane the Virgin. And David Anders said, Brain the Virgin. And got got some groans. Um, he said a couple of puns during the through the panel, I was like, I like David, David Anders. <laughs> um, and uh, finally, uh, they asked uh, the cast, what would you like to do in future plot lines? And Rose said that she'd like to take out Blaine. And when she got a negative reaction from the crowd, by the way, Rose said, guys, he's the bad guy. I'm trying to save you all from a zombie apocalypse and you're booing me? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'd, uh, dude, if, if I got a chance to be with that, dude, I would t- I'd I'd be a zombie. It'd be okay with me. I'm just saying. I'm putting it out there. I'm not even going to lie.
2: Okay. Well, uh, you know, Blaine, if you're listening.
1: <laughs> just
2: saying. <laughs> okay, let's move on to our episode discussion about Live and Let Clive, directed by John Kretschmer, who previously directed Brother, Kenya Spare a Brain, and uh, written by Kit Boss. Kit Boss is a writer on Bob's Burgers, and he wrote on uh, King of the Hill. Um, Even wrote an episode of Seinfeld. Um,
0: Wow. Been around for a while. Funny guy. Done quite a lot, too.
2: Let's get into our topics. Our first topic, of course, has to be the bromance.
1: (laughs) I really didn't think they were going to be friends at all. And it was kind of hilarious. I was
2: like, oh, my God. (sighs) When I saw the word uh, R-A-J-O-R, I immediately pronounced it as Rager. And like like we're going to a rager, but mm-hmm. oh, okay. Robert Buckley actually said said it at the panel. He said Roger, and I was like, of course Roger, <laughs> Robbie and Major, and uh, it, it's just perfect because this week, I mean, the episode title was "Live and Let Clive." "Live and Let Let, Let Die" is a James Bond movie starring Roger Moore, Olivia Moore, Roger. Uh, it's just blowing my brains <laughs> out. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> um so yeah um it, it's like art imitating life guys i mean did they I, I wonder if they saw how good of friends that um buckley and uh coley became offset and were like we have to write this into the show
0: <laughs> yeah and i wondered about the video game like yeah yeah
2: uh <sighs> they they those two do play video games together off off screen <laughs>
0: It, I yeah, just, I wondered about that. So I do watch them on
2: Twitter a lot? It's kind of part of the reason why we're here. <laughs> Don't mean to be uh, stalkerish, guys. Uh, <laughs> um,
1: it's not stalking if it's through Twitter. Or that's right. That's what that's my not rule. standing outside you their, their windows. Yes, yeah. that is right. Yes. <laughs> I'm not doing that yet. As we, as you guys know, even I'm if not. I
2: was standing outside their windows, they could always put the blackout curtains up. You know. <laughs> No big deal.
1: <laughs> just to keep robbing out, you guys.
2: <laughs> I just want to hang out. That's all.
1: <laughs> and play games, yeah, play video yeah.
2: games. That
0: would be awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, oh poor Leo. But like she doesn't want to admit it to herself how much she still loves Major and wants to be involved in his life. Mm-hmm. And so she's went, uh, you know, to she's put, forced them together, pushed them together to live together. Mm-hmm. To push Corinne out mm-hmm. Oh god How uncomfortable was that scene
1: Oh my god I was uncomfortable I was like oh and I don't know what I would do here I'd be like I'm going to go sit in the closet guys uh, Talk to like Oh the uh,
2: the Major scene with uh, when she brought yeah. the coffee Yeah mm-hmm. Oh god Yeah. See I have no reason to be upset With Corinne at all I'm, I don't have any reason to be upset with Major And I don't have any reason to be upset with Liv I just want everybody to be happy here um, <laughs> maybe maybe Major needs to uh, be with this Corinne girl for a little while and you know if Liv gets cured so. then maybe she can win him back
1: yeah but is there a cure
2: I'm pretty sure we're not going to see one <laughs> until the no, series finale never. or you know
1: which means we don't want to see one anytime soon unfortunately but fortunately you know what you know what I mean yeah you know actually that we don't want to see a cure
2: well yeah or you know she could always get cured and then in order to you know help save the day she's gonna have to be turned into a zombie again you know Mm.
1: yeah that makes
2: sense diverging um but yeah, I mean, I like the, you know, we're still continuing on here. Again, this is not just your typical procedural. Things happen and affect other things. We have Liv upsetting Major and Brother, can you spare a brain? Then Major gets help from Liv and Exterminator. And now in this episode, Liv is bringing this apology coffee. Unfortunately. <laughs> She kind of walked in at the wrong time. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, know. there's a nice setup that, you know, uh, for uh, Robert Buckley to be in his, uh, be all shirtless and in his towel and stuff.
0: Yes, there was
1: a lot of skin in this episode. (laughs) A lot lot of skin. I I, I mean, I didn't complain. I'm not going to lie. I didn't didn't have like any complaining to do, but yeah.
2: (laughs) Oh, yes. Um, But, I mean, we learn here also that um, Major's been through a, a few roommates we have this uh jesse guy who is uh apparently all about that base
0: <laughs> apparently it is always accusing a major
2: affront yeah, so he's he's <laughs> such a fronter whatever that is <laughs> fronter <laughs> and you know when um it, side, side note: When uh, Robbie says that you know he loves to play video games with the sound really loud, and you know he hates the fact that he's got to keep it low, I was like, "Oh, oh, maybe this is not going to happen." But it turns out, <laughs> actually, yeah, Major loves video games, so why wouldn't this fit? Um, but anyway, Major's been through a few roommates, and I, I've always thought like this guy's got a CW apartment. <laughs> You know, he's like, or just a regular, like, just a TV apartment. Like, nobody could afford that place. But I'm getting the idea that this is actually, you know, the house that uh, Liv and Major were supposed to be living together in when they got married. Like, Major had it all set up for their Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Lily White, you know? And uh, eh, that's too bad. Now he's got to get roommates. But uh, at least we have, uh, we have Robbie now living <laughs> with Major. And this is a good way for Major to get involved in the plots.
0: Yeah. And to develop his character more. But uh, Major wanted uh, Ravi as a roommate because of the television that he had. He had like
2: a HD. Ultra HD, something, something, something.
0: Something, something. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But I love it. It's like uh, Major's all about the gaming, but Ravi's like, you know, I could get into some football on the weekends. Why not? I'm, this <laughs> intrigues me.
1: Yeah, why not? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Um also some more insight that I kinda of took from this episode, the fact that um from Corinne's unfortunate ent- entrance, she is wearing a UW shirt, um and a U d and was holding Liv's UW medicine coffee cup. So I'm just assuming that oh. Major and Liv met in college. Yeah,
0: that's what
2: I was. Yeah. yeah. And
1: that was just really sad, I felt kinda of bad. Yeah.
2: And Liv ends up breaking the cup because I don't know. I guess she's ready to start letting go. Ravi tells uh, tells her why uh, Major didn't make him sign a lease, and we get I don't know. It's great that we're outside the morgue, and these these two guys, Liv and Ravi, are actually becoming really good friends. Like it was a serious awe moment at the end of this episode. There was, um and if ravioli can't be anything more than just you know super good friends, I'm I'm actually cool with it. <laughs> so
1: I mean, I think that yeah. I, I mean, I don't as of now. I think that's kind of I mean to me that seems like it's kind of where it's going to stay. Yeah. But I mean, you don't know. I mean, anything can happen. We're only in episode four, right? Right. Yeah. So
2: four of thirteen.
1: Yeah. So we have like a lot left.
2: Okay. I. I think that's all I really need to say about the whole relationship stuff that happened in this episode. Do you guys want to move on to uh, the case of the week? The brain of the week? Yeah. No,
1: brain of the week.
2: <laughs> um, I actually, Kung fu brain. I actually had to write this whole entire um, case down in order to figure it out. The
1: whole thing was like five and all that was kind of confusing for a minute, right? Like with. Okay. The victim was same saying- Yes.
0: Yes. He's the twitchy, paranoid, nervous guy. Yes. That's right. Um, AJ is...
2: Oh, I'm going to love hearing you trying to explain this. Go ahead.
0: I don't know. AJ is the son
2: of the head of the Blue Cobras.
0: Okay. The other guy is... Ray. That's Clive's partner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he's still undercover. Clive was undercover for a whole year. Mm Yep. And when he came out, he was so in... He was so hard and cold mm-hmm. that nobody liked him, and some for some reason he got written up.
2: Yeah, he got suspended.
0: Suspended, and uh, and thing. he and he moved from vice to homicide. Right.
2: Basically, after realizing that everybody hated him. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, after uh you know, he grabbed his turtleneck, shaved his mustache, and uh, became Super Clive like we know him today.
0: <laughs> there we go. So Ray is investigating Utopia. Mm-hmm. So the Blue Cobras
2: the again, are,
0: yeah. are dealers of the Utopia. Mm-hmm. That is, and right. I'm
2: wondering if they're going to so, like figure into the major plot line because of that. You know, we have AJ arrested, but we don't have him murdered <laughs> or his brain mm-hmm.
1: He could be back.
2: Mm-hmm. I hope so. I
1: like how they make brains look so good, though, in the show. <laughs> I mean, it's just not really brains. I understand, but yeah, you know. oh,
2: we'll get into that. <laughs> they looked really good in this episode oh Oh,
1: yeah they did i was like oh my god i Uh, want (laughs) them
2: so yeah i really had to like think this through like taking into account of like the visions and where those memories took place and they all seem to take place you know obviously before sammy was murdered but even months and months ago um when clive was clive ended up having to like beat up his partner In order to uh, see, I took that vision as he had to beat up his partner in order to scare Sammy enough to, uh, you know, either snitch or um, go back into witness protection. I couldn't quite figure out the timeline there, but yeah. But I think I got it all together. I don't want to (laughs) like go through the entire thing beat by beat, but um, it was it it was actually pretty refreshing because. I mean, last week it was like I saw, uh, is his name Devin Gummersall, Brian Krakow on the TV? Yes. I was like, okay, there's the star and he's the murderer. <laughs> like in this episode, I knew one of our main stars wasn't corrupt, but he could have um, gotten involved in something and uh, was kind of like redeeming himself now. He could have been corrupt mm-hmm. before. I wasn't quite sure. And
0: yeah, that was really sad that you know, Liv kind of suspected him of being a dirty cop, and it
1: kind of hurt his feelings. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, but I think that it's like she just didn't know, honestly. You know, like it just looked. Bad. I mean,
2: she's, she just. I mean, she was like paranoid she, and stuff, but like she was right. How well does she actually know Clive? I don't.
0: Not that. I, yeah, not that. A well. few
2: weeks now. I don't know.
0: And that kind of explains why Clive was so. Uh, suspicious or, or of Liv mm-hmm. in the first episode, and then he's he's slowly uh, warming up to her,
2: right? And it was interesting because Malcolm Goodwin had to play this episode, trying to keep the whole is Clive corrupt or not thing mysterious. But mm-hmm. you know, she's not telling him anything about any visions that she's getting. He's and he's honestly probably wants her to stay far away from these blue cobras as possible. I mean, these are some pretty brutal types. So I think he was probably, uh, bringing some of that old, um, you know, dark behavior in to kind of like say, listen, you have to stop, you know, these guys are bad. So, um, but anyway, um,
0: yeah. And it was also reminding him of those days. I'm
2: sure. mm -hmm, Mm hmm. So we,
0: Which you probably don't want to be
1: reminded of. Yeah.
0: And also, okay, dark, detached, violent, cold uh, Clive, it has such parallels to um, Live mm-hmm. because it, pretending to be somebody that you're not really got to him. And I think they're saying, the show's saying, you know, it's really going to affect Liv being these different
2: people each case yeah yeah he seems to flow with it pretty well but he does have some trust in live now and he was honestly hurt when she you know didn't believe him I mean mm-hmm. after when she jumped
0: to uh, when she jumped to conclusions that he was a dirty cop
2: I mean just thinking of it at, at, from his point of view he's been outcasted from his team he everybody right. d- decided not to like him because he got in too deep and he was doing it for them for that for that department and then he joins up to this homicide force where everybody is just like, "Oh, the rookie! Oh, the rookie!" And uh, you know, to have live like his, you know, his pasty to his Cagney, uh, <laughs> not believe him and, and distrust him—it probably did hurt him a lot
1: well yeah I mean even if it's not like you said even if it's somebody that you don't really know that or haven't known that long that kind of like makes it more painful because it's like okay you don't know me dude like, yeah. you know
2: like it's just you, you, don't <laughs> you don't know my life you don't know my life you don't know my struggles. you don't know what I've been through
1: damn
2: god um but uh I mean really honestly the most important thing that we need to discuss is um uh, about Clive is uh mustache or no mustache what do you guys think
1: okay <laughs> <laughs> that kind of stuff. I like this. Oh, let's see. I'm going to go with the no mustache. no mustache.
2: I think I like okay. to be able to see his face. Mm-hmm,
1: his face just looks. You can see more of mm-hmm, his face. So. Mm-hmm. Steph? He has a very
0: nice face. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't like the mustache.
2: I saw the new trailer for uh, The True Detective Season 2 and Colin Farrell with a mustache. I'm like, I do not trust that guy. Oh,
0: oh my gosh. gosh. Colin Farrell
2: with a mustache. <laughs> okay. Well, I think we're all agreed. No mustache. We like. <laughs> just shape. Um, it is good though. I liked, I liked that. Um, I don't know. There was an IGN, um, video interview with Raul Cooley that came out today that I think I posted on the page where he was asked, um, you know, who is he? I don't know. What, where does he kind of base his character on or whatever? And he actually came back and said, um, I really like to think of him as, um, kind of like a, a Fox Mulder type <laughs> that, um, he's, you know, no matter what, he's he's the one that believes in things, and that might be the reason why he got kicked out of the CDC and everything. But in this episode, I kept on thinking to myself, uh, Ravi is being such a scully. <laughs> Where Liv is being the super paranoid person, which is very uh, typical with um, Agent Mulder. Um, Ravi was being really great at being the, uh, ah, but think about it this way. Or, you know, you really think that clive is dirty i i kind of appreciated that um ravi was uh constantly jumping to clive's defense wow
0: well, but liv was being especially
2: crazy <laughs> yeah she was <laughs> yeah it
1: was actually kind of funny
2: yeah i i tweeted that i think i'm paranoid <laughs> let's talk about the brain um i love that liv um um, says that she wishes that brains from different cultures tasted like the foods. That
1: I was like, that's offensive. <laughs> that is, that's crazy. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now. Any brain, anything that you can eat that can make you make you fight like she fought, man. I'm telling you right now, I'm for that.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. If, if if your brain gives you, uh, if certain brains give you certain abilities, sure. But I, I'm thinking, was she expecting this guy's brain to taste like I don't know. Uh, Egg rollers.
1: <laughs> no. Yeah, they make it like right, it, it, it is. It
2: is. I don't know. It's kind of funny too that she would think that. Um, <laughs> I've I've written down here. It's a sham about Ray was one of the chapter titles, uh, and uh, that I love that Lemonheads album. By the way, that's what they are referencing. Uh huh. Um. Yeah. And the paranoia. I think uh, Rose kept that paranoia kind of subtle at first so i didn't really notice it until ravi pointed it out and then i was like mm-hmm. oh yeah she's actually really acting paranoid and i think that yeah. might be coming from the fact that i don't know liv as you know well enough to know how she would react to uh, the whole situation with major yet you know so because at first she was like taking it very mature in her voiceover, you know, she's just like, I got to let him move on and everything. And then after she used the brain, she's like, what, what's this girl's obviously trying to, you know, just move right in on him. So I like that. Um, let's see about the case itself. I don't know what's worse getting kicked to death at a boot party or having wasabi being put in your eye. Uh, Oh
1: my gosh, that's terrible. Uh, no, both. I mean, both sound pretty equally terrible to me. So
2: I don't know. I maybe I'd prefer getting kicked to death. I, <laughs> I'm ho- <laughs> just hope one of those feet hits the hits my skull and knocks me out, rather than just burning wasabi in your eye. Yeah, that's gotta be bad. <laughs> um, we got to talk about the video store scene, by the way. Video st- stores are with
1: the gum and, <laughs> and with the gum. Should I be worried that what you're about to do involves gum?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that was great.
2: Yes. <laughs> And uh, this is something Veronica Mars uh, was known as, you know, whenever she she had to go talk to somebody, um, you know, at a counter or whatever, hotel receptionist, uh, you know, somebody at the police station, you know, she put on that. She put a piece of gum in her mouth and put on the ditzy blonde um, accent or whatever. And it was cool that Liv did the same thing.
0: Yeah. She played different characters.
2: (laughs) Melanie or Starfire or whatever you want to call (laughs) her.
1: Do I sound totally slutty right now? My like, oh, no. God! <laughs> like you just said that out loud, just so y'all know. That, that
2: out. almost was one of my intros. Uh, yeah, wow, <laughs> I,
1: do I
2: sound totally slutty right now. <laughs> <laughs> I <wouldn't have> <laughs> um, but yeah, the whole Memento jokes. Uh, her life is like the hoary version of the movie M- Memento. And then later, Robbie says, "That's one way to take a shower." Oh, look, they actually have the hoary version of a memento. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and she starts. Out, she goes, "I understand now why you like your privacy, or why you like to live alone."
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: it's becoming more clear.
2: She's, uh, she's she's wondering if he's secretly perverted, and that's another more of that paranoia coming out. <laughs> um, one of my favorite my favorite lines in this came from the introduction of AJ. Um, at the end of, I think the second act, where he's like, "I hear you looking for Ray, and that you're into Asian dudes." <laughs> this is long pause, <laughs> and that you're into Asian dudes,
1: which is where we got Stephanie's intro for today. <laughs>
2: <Yes>. <laughs> oh, and the uh, the line, "I'm into white girl. I'm AJ, and I'm into white girls. Really white girls. You just might be my <laughs> Moby Dick." <laughs> Amazing.
0: That's funny. Uh, That was really good.
2: I really hope Kit Boss comes back and writes, uh, writes some more <laughs> episodes. I love it. Um so the whole uh the kung fu thing comes in uh later in the episode, much later than I thought. I was like, when's she gonna freak out and start doing kung fu? But um
1: Thank God it came out when it did.
2: Jeez. So uh so the fight in between um Liv and AJ at the end was amazing. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. very, she told very him you got your ass kicked by a girl <laughs> <laughs> sorry
2: get over it you know,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> and then she lies to Clive later and says it was a kick to the nards and oh my god I was like are you seriously dropping a monster squad reference right at the end of the episode this episode loves me <laughs> <laughs> the
1: show might just
2: love you Robin <laughs> maybe they really keep <laughs> topping themselves
1: they really do yeah.
2: it's so
0: fun yeah. it's so much fun
2: Um, I did, I did have to say that, um, AJ, by the way, like slamming Liv into the picture to begin with really reminded me of a certain scene from Twin Peaks and those who, uh, those who have seen it probably know what I'm talking about. (laughs) So anyway, I don't want to spoil anything. Um, but yeah, AJ should be happy that, uh, Evan was there, um, because if not, Liv would have totally chowed down on him. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I love the... F-
1: she eating his brains, and I don't think that would have been... A, a, there wouldn't have been good side effects having that guy's brain because he's kind of psycho, so she would have been psycho.
2: She would have been like, I don't know, like... I don't know, maybe a little bit extra violent, a bigger, bigger... Like a bigger bully, and also, like, lecherous. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um but But uh, her brother, by the way, we got to see more of uh, this week, Evan Moore. Um... Who uh, comic readers might be going, hmm, that's he's not exactly like Gavin, <laughs> um, because uh, Evan has a, a huge crush, a huge creepy crush on Peyton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is kind of yeah. I <clears throat> he went through her things. He um, he
0: used her massager.
2: Okay, was that was that line a joke? <laughs> I wrote it down and I'm, w- I'm wondering if Evan is being serious here and we're just supposed to laugh at it. Or if Evan was making a joke and being pervy. Um, yeah, that's a good question. He says, all I did was try her personal massager. I can never work out the kinks in my shoulders. So maybe I was using it wrong. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of thinking naive teenager, but Oh my God, the visual.
1: <laughs> oh geez.
2: <laughs> oh my Lord. Evan is so creepy. That he uh, once slept in Peyton's bed, just this yes. slept in her bed. So yeah, but uh, luckily he's just—I don't know. I think he's. Do you think he's harmless, creepy? I think he's harmless, creepy. Yeah, I think he's, he's a, harmless, creepy.
0: I think he's, he's just a, a seventeen-year-old boy. boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sixteen-year-old boy.
2: And we find out that Mother Moore uh, does not accept bees in her house. So this is why Evan goes running off to, um, stay with his sister. And yeah.
0: I wasn't surprised uh, by that. Yeah. I don't know.
2: So, uh, maybe we'll see more of him in the future. It was, it was cool that, um, you know, he's the reason why live just completely, you know, went full on zombie mode and, uh, dropped the boom on AJ at the end. So, um, our last topic today is, what is going on at the Meat Cute? <laughs> Which is the best name for a coffee slash coffee shop slash butcher shop.
0: Yeah, what is up with... I guess in Washington, that's how... I guess everything is like a coffee shop slash something.
2: Yeah. And <laughs> has a pun for it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: The Mutt Bowl Surfers is down this street.
1: Yeah. My favorite thing after wine.
2: <laughs> but uh, we had a definitely an interesting opening to the episode. Um, with Blaine's plot mm. with their, uh, what with, with the chapter title called their morning ritual. Yeah. <laughs> so ah. they get it. They, they can dye their hair. They're, they're man- getting manicures and spray tans.
1: Spray tans. so They look like normal people. So
2: anyone on this show can be a zombie now, right?
1: <laughs> Basically. Yeah. And we wouldn't know
2: if you can dye your hair mm-hmm. <laughs> and I wonder if um, if Jackie has to dye her hair like every day.
1: Yeah, because I mean,
2: like, does it wear? Does it off? grow
1: like normal people's hair, or does it wear off? I don't know. Like, does like her it... hair
2: grow more than normal and grow all the dye out, or does it just fade away? I want yeah, I details.
0: <laughs> That's a good <laughs> I question. And, and I wonder, do they do their makeup any differently, or is it just that we know that they're a zombie that their makeup kind of looks fake?
2: Mm, yeah. I mean, because when you see Blaine walking to the Meat Cute, he looks pretty normal. I mean he looks like a punk, but you know, he looks like yeah. a human punk.
1: I mean he he looks arrogant, but he is, so it's perfect. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and at the Meat Cute, we meet Sissy, who is an amazing gourmet brain chef.
0: Yeah. She reminds me of Anne Anne Oh from what's the show that you do a podcast for, Ashley? I do for a couple. The Leftovers.
1: The Leftovers, yes, yes. Okay.
0: She reminds me of...
2: Oh, my God. I'm struggling to remember this show.
1: And Yes. Okay. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. Her character. She does. That's who she reminded me of. Yes. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. I'm going to go back and watch tonight now because I... Yeah.
2: Yeah. I looked up her... Uh, um, her. Uh, did I, do I even have her name, the actress... Anyway, she played, she's played a lot of nurses in the past. That's a bit, um, but um, yeah, this uh, maybe was a little influenced by Hannibal and how amazing the dishes are on that show and how disgusting they are at the same time. Uh But uh, you know, I've heard anybody say we were inspired by Hannibal, but I could not help but think Hannibal when I was looking at those uh, those dishes they were just arranged so perfectly it looks scrumptious yet you're like there's brain in there <laughs> <laughs> like little works of art and we also meet our our buddies the meatheads <laughs> which I was, that's what i called them because they're like these uh gym jocks <laughs> and uh only one of them got a name the um the one that talked all the time i just wrote in my notes constantly henchman number 1 henchman number 1 but the other guy's name was dante huh um.
1: Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. So we find out that these henchmen were just infected with a scratch. So uh, yeah, Blaine did not have sex with them. Just so you guys know. Um, we're, if you were paying attention or not. Um, and so as it turns out, like Blaine just has to scratch people, and they become zombies.
1: Isn't that crazy? That's kind of crazy. Yeah, that is insane. He's that powerful, huh? What
2: is what is his end game like? And how? And exactly how powerful is this is this character now? I mean, he just.
1: Well, I mean, as it goes on, he's going to become more powerful. You know, I mean, I'm assuming.
2: Well, as he gets more and more people under him, I'm sure he's yeah. he's got a whole, whole probably has a whole horde. Yeah. His, I mean, that list was pretty long. Mm-hmm. Which makes you like wonder, like, okay, so
1: he's going to take over the world, isn't
2: this- <laughs> I mean, he said he was. New to the whole thing at the boat, the boat, the boat party. He, I mean, when he was recounting the boat party, the boat party massacre, I should say, he was saying he was new to the whole thing. But I don't know. The only sense that I get that he is not, he has not been doing this for a long, long time is his interaction with the, uh, the other drug dealers. You know, he was acting like, well, I'm kind of different now with those other drug dealers in uh brother. Can you spare a brain? But um I could not help but think like, man, like he just he just took to this whole enterprise like freaking Scarface.
1: <laughs> he did. That's what he reminds me of. Okay, that's it. That's he reminds me of like a scarface kind of character. Yeah. He's just like, like the world is mine. Yeah. I'm gonna take it over. And he like he is, he's well on his way. And
2: he can. He scratches people, they are they're all like messed up and like what the heck? And uh There's zombies and he's like, Listen, I, I you're a zombie. Welcome to Team Z. here's your brain and you will be paying me or you will be working for me for the rest of your undead life (laughs) otherwise i I, I put you on ice
1: and i'd be like okay (laughs) i could do that no
2: yeah so
1: i could be his queen and we can like rise together (laughs) in the zombie world i like that
2: um yeah until he puts you (laughs) in his freezer
1: (laughs) until then until then Or I put him in the freezer, one of the two. So, uh, one of those situations, I'll end up more powerful than him. Everybody's going to like me more, and then he's going to be, you know.
2: So, I'm really confused. See. Like, uh, okay, so do headshots kill these zombies? Or, like, what is up with him putting people, putting zombies on hooks and hanging them in the freezers? I just want to. Yeah, because understand
1: he that. defrosted Julian.
2: Yes, did he? So,
1: they don't die from that. They just are there. It's like, is it like punishment? Or I don't know. What is it?
2: It did seem like he was thawing Julian out, and, and was like, "Listen, you know, don't you? You're gonna have to learn loyalty or whatever." So he had been in there a while, and he'd double, he double—he must have double-crossed um, Blaine somehow. And then Blaine had to get new henchmen, these meatheads. But he puts the meatheads in the freezer as well. He doesn't just dispose of them. So I'm like, are the headshots just kind of like like they they incapacitate zombies in this universe? And you can just put them on ice, and when you're ready for for their help, you
1: well because these out. zombies these zombies aren't like the one you know the Walking Dead zombies are to- it's completely different. So
2: yeah, so maybe I headshots imagine. don't kill
1: them. Maybe they don't. Yeah, I don't think maybe really not a whole lot kills them. I mean, maybe nothing yet.
2: I I'm thinking I'm thinking we uh, we're gonna have to uh, we have more to learn in this situation. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, and towards the end of the episode, Blaine gives um, Jackie a call and says, I'm sending a brain over that will make her feel like a teenager again. So it's not just Liv that is experiencing these memories. Is it, it, I, I think all zombies, when they eat brains, they're getting some sort of residual effects.
1: Right. Well, those effects are probably more for him than they are for her. But, yeah, I mean, you know, I get it.
2: Well, she feels <laughs> like a teenager again. She oh, yeah, obviously that, got a that, teenager's she's, brain. Be-
1: she's going to be more fun for him. That's what it is.
2: Yeah. But yeah. then he went to saw our old friend Jerome up, who... Uh,
1: <laughs> oh, he takes his phone and somebody's texting, hey, where are you? And he was he sent back, it's all good, and then he throws the phone down and breaks it. Well, oh, major,
2: major says at the beginning of this episode... Um, You know, I've been, we can't find Eddie, but I've been talking with Jerome texting and he is, he's somewhere. So throughout this episode, I was like, is Jerome now like alive and, or undead rather, and just texting Major back, or is it just Blaine texting back? And I'm getting the idea that maybe Blaine doesn't realize who it is and how close. Well,
1: Blaine didn't take the phone. He didn't have his phone until the end of the episode. He took it out of. Well, maybe he did. I don't know.
2: Maybe I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, um, they saw poor Jerome up, and they get uh, Julian gets the shoes. And I gotta say, those shoes are gonna be the undoing of of uh, Blaine, or at least will cast suspicion on him because... Well,
1: yeah, because those are the, like... I mean, those those aren't just, like, a pair of, like, black shoes. Those right. shoes were just...
2: They're like American Flag They're <laughs>
1: American Flag Congress, yeah.
2: I mean, come on. And the one person I that noticed them in the last episode, I made a note of it because I thought it would come back, um, was Clive. He said, nice shoes to, to <laughs> Jerome. So I'm thinking Clive is going to spot Julian wearing those it, shoes in a future episode.
1: And be, like, so... What's up? Yeah. And there's probably going to be like one little thing on them where like, oh, I remember that stain, so I know that those are Jerome's shoes. You know, he's going to remember one little Well, they just
2: they they, yeah. they stand out. They're <laughs> you know, maybe if well, he that,
1: space. and there's going to be something else about them that he might notice that's like, okay, not only are those the American flag shoes that nobody else I know wears, but they also have this. Yeah.
2: Hmm. Well, I don't think Clive actually noticed anything else when we when when we saw Clive actually uh noticing the shoes. He just said, "Nice shoes." So I was just thinking the shoes themselves are going to be the thing that gives it away. I don't know. We'll see.
1: <laughs> see I, I would have thought of that too. It would been like, okay, now taking these shoes and like using them would be a bad idea because these are not just a regular pair of black business shoes. Yeah.
2: Never keep <laughs> evidence, guys. Just what, don't keep evidence. new to being criminals?
1: <laughs> Hello, guys. Come on. <laughs> this is why I need to be on his team so he can learn how to like do these things right now.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, that's about all I had I mean, I had a couple of quotes here But um, I did I might
1: have said all through the episode, sorry
2: <laughs> I did uh, I did take offense uh, To uh, the henchman Saying that you can't flex fat Because you know what <laughs> I've been going to the gym recently And gosh darn it, you can do that
0: <laughs> Oh, that's what he said I rewound that three times to track
2: to- What do I always say? You can't flex fat <laughs> <laughs>
0: They were funny. I enjoyed
2: those today. Oh, man. But I I love when they're talking to Jackie and they got the henchman number one. He's like, ah, that's because we're jacked. But we're living proof that it doesn't take body fat to have a fat idea. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) And uh, I do love Glenn, Gary Glenn Ross. And uh, hearing uh, Blaine say, brains are for closers was pretty funny. too.
0: <laughs> or, or when Blaine said, I know you think carbs are the enemy, but you're going to love this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they did. <laughs>
1: he's got some good ones.
2: <laughs> Don't startle them. They're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it looks like he's got some sort of, uh, I mean, a bit of. A much better alliance with jackie like he, he's got his uh he's got his capos right <laughs> he's got jackie he's got sissy but people like uh dante and the other guy are small potatoes
0: yeah i just wonder why jackie called him and warned him that the two meatheads were double crossing him is it because she's sleeping with him I is that so. why she has a a loyalty to him. I think, yeah. Probably, yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, I think she digs him. digs Blaine. I mean, who would you rather hello. deal with? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, But that's about it. Do you guys have anything else? That's all for now. Okie dokie. Um, Want to get into some feedback. I don't think we had much in the way of feedback. Um, bringing up the email now. Yeah. There we go. Uh, Well, Christ- retweeted, retweeted. Yeah, we go. Christina um, tweeted us and said, "I think the live Peyton relationship is going to be a lot like the Peggy Angie relationship on Agent Carter, <laughs> which I thought was cool. I had to shout out." Um, and Heidi, did, do you have the email up, Ashley? Let me. See.
1: I have mine. Let
2: me go get that one up. Oh, that's okay. I can read Heidi's. Oh, okay. Heidi says, Hey guys, I was able to watch the episode in time to send feedback. Yay. Malika got her wish and Zark, zombie Zark had Zex. Although we didn't see it. This is a CW. Uh, Liv's brother. I'm interested to see him again. I like this case because it directly involved Clive. And all Ravi cares about is that Clive has facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> Evan thinks Liv is smoking pot. She kind of acts like it. Yeah, that was the funny part. I'm not sure how I feel about Major and Ravi moving in together. At least it'll give us reason to have Major involved in things. Yep. Liv knows kung fu, just like Chuck. Okay, I just gotta say, people called out uh, Chuck in the Twitter feed as well. I'd was. I, I like everybody just pay respect to The Matrix. I know the sequels kind of ruined their reputation, but... The Matrix came up with that one. Uh, And Chuck copied it. Okay, moving on. I guess Liv's paranoia came in handy. I never believed Clive was a dirty cop, but it was good to have this happen to build trust between Clive and Liv. Yep.
1: I didn't think he was either, but then when he showed up at her apartment, just out of nowhere, I was like, eh, wait a minute. Yeah,
2: but he was worried about her. Well, I guess Blaine is killing some, killing some for brains and keeping others for his zombie army. I could, okay, this is a quote. Um, I could pretty much take out Batman with a spiral notebook and a student ID card was my favorite quote. <laughs> I'm glad we didn't mention that one. Uh, yeah, that was hilarious, Heidi. And she finishes up saying, I'm going to try and watch the show each Wednesday night so I can send in feedback. Until next time, Heidi. Aw. Thanks, Heidi. Thanks,
0: Heidi. Thanks, Heidi.
2: And, oh, I forgot. Uh, Josh sent in some feedback. I believe it's audio.
1: I think it is. Yes,
2: it is josh from the other i zombie podcast called uh zombie you zombie we all zombie okay <laughs> i
1: zombie you
2: zombie we all zombie we all scream for brains i'm extremely cool. unfunny like
0: <laughs> <fun>.
2: unfunny tonight <laughs> <laughs> um okay here is let me see if i get this turn it up turn it up all right here's josh
3: Hi, iZombie Podcast. This is Josh from iZombie, you zombie, hoping to get my call in before you guys record. So, it seems to me, and I I enjoyed episode four, but it seems to me that storytelling in the modern genre era seems to be getting faster and faster. As now all the zombie rules are fully explained and everything seems to be pretty much set in whatever permanent stone it will be. I'm sure there will be some minor modifications as time goes on. But, is this just the speed of the show because it's a 13 episode season? Or do you think that this is... Um, exactly how it would be even if it was 24 episodes. I'm actually enjoying the speed, but I think I enjoy... TV shows and seasons that are shorter and more compact. In fact, everything on cable seems to be going down to just 10 episodes. I don't know if that's the Netflix influence or not, but I'd be interested in what you guys think, and if you're enjoying the speed of the show and how quickly the uh, revelations are coming and the answers from the uh, show's creators. So, really enjoying your show, and it's completely a new thing for me to be podcasting about something that's still on the air, and there's lots of speculation about it, Really fun, and I'm enjoying it, and I'm really enjoying listening to your show. So thanks a lot, and I can't wait to be listening to you Friday afternoon.
2: Oh, does that mean I have to edit it by Friday?
3: That's what that means.
0: Darn it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, watching live television shows is new to us, too, and podcasting about them as they air. Um, Mm -hmm. I like 13 and 10 episode seasons much better than 22
1: episode seasons. With twenty episode seasons, it's just a lot of filler episodes sometimes.
0: Yeah, a lot of filler, a lot of marking time, pacing things out. And, uh, it just seems like when it's the 10 or the 12 episode, it's, it's ending just as I'm ready for it to end. And I'm ready for something new.
2: Right. Yeah. It seems like 13 is like a perfect number. Um, even though it's the most unlucky, guess, but, uh, it, it I, I think they're rushing things along. A bit, but I can't agree that they're actually giving answers. There there are things that are happening that I am constantly asking more questions about, <laughs> and uh, I've never, I'm never fully satisfied until, I don't know, I'm going to probably order the uh, iZombie spec book uh, <laughs> when that, that comes out uh, mid-fifth season, but uh, hopefully by then everything will be completely explained to me where I'm satisfied, but... I mean, it's like I see I see zombies getting headshots. I'm like, okay, they're using headshots to kill zombies. Then he hangs them up in the freezer. I'm like, is he just storing them to bury them later, or is he? And then he wheels out another zombie, and it's like, all right, well, I was keeping this one in deep freeze, and uh, it's still functional. So, what happened to that one? Is the same thing going to happen to the meatheads, or are the meatheads just done? I don't know. I'm just constantly asking more and more questions as questions are being answered for me so <laughs> I'm not fully satisfied and I don't think they're uh, I mean they're moving things along story wise and I think at just the right comfortable pace that I'm appreciating like I don't think they're giving way too much each week I think they're giving away just enough where we're learning just a little bit more every week while still um, dealing with the case of the week stuff on top of that so that's my long elaborate answer <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. So anything else? I think that's it for feedback. I
1: think that's it for feedback, yeah. Wait, we'll see.
2: All right, well it's, yep. it's been about an hour. Let's close out the show. Um Thanks you to, to thank you to everybody that's listening. Um stay tuned for after the plugs to hear what's happening next time on iZombie. Um Steph, you wanna let people know where they can find you?
0: Uh, you can find me. You can follow me on Twitter I'm at Steph Smith. Uh, I do potential cast, which is a Buffy rewatch podcast, and hopefully soon we'll be getting back to Redemption Cast,
2: the Angel. <laughs> you Yay! say that every week, and yet podcast. we're not getting any closer. Uh, eventually, <laughs> patience. Um, anything else? No. Uh, <laughs> I think that's. I it. should know. Okay, Ashley.
1: You can find me on the Walking Dead podcast on the DVM Podcast Empire. That has closed for the season, but you can go and listen to the old episodes. Um, Also, I am on Elementary Podcast. um, And then starting back up this summer will be The Last Ship and The Leftovers.
2: Awesome. And also on the DVM Podcast Empire, you can find The Defenders Podcast. And guess what? Daredevil is premiering on Netflix this weekend, and I'm so psyched. Um, Oh, yeah. Me too. But... It's going to be like live TV for me because I have to watch it one episode at a time, unlike those oh. darn binge watchers uh, shake my fist at you. Um, so if you want to enjoy uh, me being slowly tortured while the rest of the world is like, haha in and points, uh, feel free to listen to the <laughs> Defenders podcast.
1: If that's something that interests you, then please
2: do. <laughs> uh, Seth mentioned Redemption Cast already, so I'll just say uh, you can follow me at L El ElRobinero. Thank you for listening to the Season 1 episode of the Eye Zombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. Our podcast logo is designed by Dee Sheehan. You can find her work at Behance.net slash Deanna Sheehan. We posted that link, as well as others, on our home on the web, iZombiePodcast.com. There you'll find links to our Twitter and Facebook pages. Join our Facebook group at Facebook.com slash groups slash iZombiePodcast. Finally, send your feedback in to iZombiePodcast at gmail.com. The iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph is created under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 Unported International License. That means you can share it all you like as long as you link back to us. But please, do not change it or sell it or trade it for brains unless you're going to give us some. And remember, a mind is a terrible thing to taste.